You're listening to the Toast EDU, a podcast developed here at Paradise Valley Community College. I am your host, Sam Fralino, an instructional multimedia developer that will discuss new instructional media strategies, trends, and other topics of digital media for teaching and learning. Hey, welcome back to episode 23. Hi, everybody. I'm Sam Fralino, the instructional multimedia developer here at Paris Valley Community College. Today, I'm, I'm, we're coming back from um, a break that we had over summer. It's been a great summer, and uh, we're very excited to be back. I'm back here, uh, back behind the mic, gearing up for another fall, and just ready to start a new semester here at Paris Valley Community College. Okay, so for this episode, I wanted to do uh, a quick conversation about what our new CT Lee's drop zone is. And joining me is uh, the CTL director, Lynn McClellan. So Lynn, welcome to the show. From the summer, we, we've, we've had a break. Um, we've not done any episodes since last spring, but having this nice summer break has really been kind of a new start for us in all aspects of our CT Lee. So welcome to the show. Hey, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing good. And again, it's, it's, it's really good to be kicking this off, especially coming out of summer and going into the fall because the fall we have busy startups and stuff going on. So this is our first real kind of creative time to actually kind of explore and, and spend some time with each other, especially in, in the podcast booth. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you, because we're talking about the drop zone, can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, what, what you do and your role in the CT Lee, and then a little bit about with the background of this whole idea of what we're talking about when we refer to something as the drop zone, because the drop zone is a new term that we're throwing around. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so um, the drop zone. One of, one of our ideas with the drop zone was to have to have a, our version of like the Apple Genius Bar. Mm-hmm. So it's some place where people can just drop in, and I want to put a video in Canvas, and I'm not sure how to embed it, or or they need help with how to create a video, or they want to get WebEx up and running, and they're having some problems with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. We can have trainings on that kind of stuff, but you don't want people coming and sitting there for a half hour waiting for us to get to the point they want. The specific part. Yeah. Right. So this way they can just come in, um, you know, and drop in and ask us for help. And, and either you, I, or our new trainer, Sonia Brisky, mm-hmm. um, can sit down with them and, and work it work it out. Some people will call ahead and make sure we're going to be available so they can yeah. have help with that. Um, like yesterday – well, actually, Sunday, I got a phone call from uh, an adjunct named Eddie, and so he made an appointment, and he dropped in because he realized that he had taken over a course from Keyshore, and uh, it was a 12-week class instead of a 16-week class, and he needed help condensing that content to fit into a 12-week right. class, and he'd never done it before. So he dropped in. We sat down. We worked through it. And uh, and then he was able to leave, and, and his course was set up. So yeah. that's that's an example of how people use the drop zone here at PV. And that's cool because I know for me, for the last maybe three or four weeks as we're getting ready for fall, I had so many faculty members wanting to just drop by and stuff. And the, and the first thing they ask is, well, can I schedule an appointment with you? And I'm like, no, just drop in. And I kind of dedicated a um, maybe a slot of time each day for those drop-ins to come in. But usually, like you said, it was somebody still calling and saying, hey, can I drop in? But it was more of an open invitation and it wasn't such a an appointment like on a calendar. But it really, really um, – in my opinion, for the folks that were coming in to see me mostly for stuff for Canvas, it was a really good way to kind of just get them in there and not feel like they were obligated to come in at a certain time or try to fit uh, fit me in at, at right when they could. It was just you know popping by. So we saw – we've seen a lot more foot traffic 
um, in our Which center. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's what that's what we were hoping for mm-hmm. uh, because you know, and so okay, we came back last fall, but people weren't really back right. last fall. So this fall. Uh, there's a lot more in-person classes. In fact, we canceled online classes and and added in-person classes mm. because for the first time there was a, a greater drive for, for in-person. So we have a lot more students on campus. We also consequently have a lot more faculty and staff who are present and who can drop in for help on anything. I mean, and that includes staff. It's not just a faculty thing. So if mm-hmm. faculty person wants to stop by because they're having an oh, issue yeah. with the Google app or something – you know, they can drop in and very quickly get um, up and running on whatever whatever that issue is. Right, right. Okay, so we have a cool tagline of it. What is what is the um, – tell us a little bit about the tagline first. Okay, so I was actually sitting in your office and I happened to look up and you have a picture <laughs> of the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And so it made me realize that Roman and Rome in – were like, I mean, that, that, that I love that idea. And it, it was at the exact moment that we were kind of starting to think about mm-hmm. the drop zone. And so then it was like, okay, so you have Roman, you have Russian, you have dragon. <laughs> and so it's so the, the tagline became Russian, Roman, dragon, dropping. And, uh, and so I just love that idea of it, of the, um, you know, dragon drop. Right. But, you know, just this, you have the, what what we mean by those words, but also those words have other meanings. Right. And when you rush them together like that, it just – I don't know. Yeah, I just it, thought it was kind of cool. It was cool for me too because it kind of fit – it made it to me a little bit more on the relaxed and like fun side because I mean, I mean how many times have we start up something on this college and it just kind of dies. But uh-huh. you know, having something with a little bit of fun behind it. And um, yeah, I said that was kind of cool. So we talked a little bit about what um, Drop Zone was, but officially um, – why did we create it, though? I mean, what do you think we, you and I, you and I pr- primarily created it? We didn't really have a trainer at the time. You and I were filling in for that for for that trainer. But why do you think we really created this? I I think it it was with that idea of just in time training that right. um you know we don't have what I didn't want to do that we saw in the old days with the CTL with Linda Lawson mm-hmm. was she would schedule lab time, couple of hours a day, several times a week. And nobody came. And that just seems such a waste of time to sit in an, in in a lab by yourself. So having just in time training where people can just drop in with whatever they whatever kind of question they mm-hmm. have seemed a better use of their time and a better use of our time. Right. Especially I, prior to having a trainer where you and I are trying I'm teaching and mm-hmm. a, a director. You you're dealing with mm-hmm. um, you know, with all this stuff related to your job, plus, you know, we were also help desk for a while. I mean, help desk took mm-hmm. over and then just they just push up the, the problems that, that they can't solve. That took a huge, you know, chunk of, of stuff off our off our plate. But but we've been doing like multiple jobs for a while now. Oh, right, right. I, and I know also, too, before COVID, um, we would try to host many things down at the Q building and just folks wouldn't show up. And it's just it was frustrating. It got more and more frustrating but but I think with COVID, what happened was is because everybody got used to just learning how to do things online, looking things up, LinkedIn learning, YouTube. I think they just really decided kind of it was it was more maybe effective for people just to kind of like hit you up and say, hey, can you show me how to do this piece? But I don't want to come to an hour-long training on how to use Canvas because I'm only really interested in 
something small or one yeah. or one little piece about discussions or gradebook or, or right. something like that. So, and it, I mean, we're talking about chunks of learning, and so the the the, mm-hmm. the drop zone really works well for that because mm-hmm. I don't need to learn everything about this. I need to learn X, yeah. and they can come in, and sometimes it's it's handled in minutes. But other times it may take a little while, but nevertheless, I mean, we're, we're knocking out that issue for that faculty member, predominantly faculty mm-hmm. member, right then and there, and then they can go right back right. doing their business. Which kind of brings up the point is, is we're not trying to cover – we're not trying to cover schedules. And I think that's one of the hardest things when you work on a college campus. I've been here for a long time. And one of the biggest challenges I've ever had with assisting faculty, instruction or whatever is scheduling. When can I drop by? Well, I'm in class at this time. I got to do this. I got to do that. Now they were just popping in before class though and getting that help for that little thing that they just needed. And I think that was that was effective. So I think the beginnings of this drop zone that we did in the summer really paid off. That and, you know, moving to E, we're not in Q anymore. So right, right. Um, we're right here. So faculty that are that are in the computer lab, you know, we're right down the hall They're stopping from by. Yep. They're stopping by to say hi. Then they're mm-hmm. stopping by to talk. Then they talk shop. And the next thing we know, we're, they're like, all right, you know what? By the way, I had this problem. And then we're like, well, let's go out and check it out. Yeah. So we go out to the little bar there and we check it out. And and they also will now stop by because, hey, you know, I've been thinking about maybe having my students learn podcasting. And mm-hmm. I like to incorporate, incorporate that in my class. Can you help me figure that out? Mm-hmm. And so those kind of – I mean that that's the creative side of teaching that I'm really excited about. And that's why I like having the CTV mm-hmm. right here in E. Because now we're you know, just oh, on the hallway. Way more foot traffic. Mm-hmm. Way more foot traffic with faculty and students. We even had um, faculty bring students in to work on a particular issue where in the past we got you know five or six emails back and forth. What's their MEID? What's this? Who's this? Whatever. That, that was really a time-consuming type thing. But having them drop in, I probably had five, five, six maybe over the last couple of weeks coming in with an actual student where we can actually fix their problem. Right there. Right. Instead of these back and forth emails. Right. And then trying to f- figure right. out like what are they actually looking at you know, versus what I see. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what my next, my next question was, was going to be um, benefits. So, you know, we talk about the benefits of this and we, we did already, you know, mention a few. But one I had uh, written down here that I think is really important is getting to know the folks and the way they use Canvas right in front of me. Because for three years we've been supporting this. So much online, you know, with being home through COVID and then we were home another year because our center was being remodeled. But having them drop in, for me, one of the biggest benefits is I'm able to see how they use Canvas. And a lot of times I will notice when they're showing me something, I'm like, you know, you can do this or you can do it this way. And they're like, oh, really? And then you kind of fix and come up with this new kind of like uh, on the spot learning for them right there, right, right. Then there. So I don't know if you experienced that, but it was pretty cool for me to see that. Yeah. You know, I use modules in Canvas. And so a lot of, I know a lot of faculty who would mm-hmm. create assignments and assignments, then add them to modules. And it's like, you, you can build your modules right there. Right like you, there. you don't have to leave modules to do anything. And so when they see that those kind of time-saving steps, mm-hmm. it don't really sound like much, but when you're talking about an entire class, that can be yeah. that can be a lot of time. Yeah, and I think for me too is, um, and we have listed down here is creative ideas from instructors that they want help with. 
But but normally when we were in queue or during COVID, we never interacted with them. So we didn't know like a quick idea off the top of their head. Like, you know, like you said, um, I'm thinking about having my students do podcast or Lynn Clark popped in and was making some videos with her iPad. So I'm like, bring your iPad back and I'll show you how to – I'll show you some things on it to make things in life a lot easier. So that all happened because of the drop zone. Yeah. Oh, really. And that that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, and I feel like – it really does provide more support for faculty so they feel like they can try stuff and they know that they can drop right in if they're right. having problems. On and, that specific issue, yeah, which and, is really cool. Yeah. Okay, so Lynn, even though we just officially launched the Drop Zone this summer, um, we had some faculty stop in with um, projects with videos and graphics and you know all kinds of packages and stuff like that. What other projects did, did you see over this summer? Because the summer you did some things. Yeah. I did some things and we wanted to talk a little bit about that. So what, what did you do? Let's, let me phrase it this way. What did you do over the summer that kind of brought you into the CT Lee and with some of those skills that you wanted to kind of like play around with that maybe could help you with this drop zone? Because that's kind of like what, why we did it. Right. So, so I'm, I'm really into photography mm-hmm. and video. And, uh, and so um, I, I was supposed to take a road trip uh, back east, but I only made it uh, into uh, Colorado my dog ended up getting really, really ill, so I had to turn around. But um, I had been—I have a, a GoPro, and so I had been playing with the GoPro, and so I've been really interested in time-lapse photography. And so I—I I, I was taking a lot of photographs out there, but I also was trying to do time-lapse photography of of uh, the sunrise, time-lapse photography of. Yeah of the night sky is this like do a starscape mm-hmm. ty- type thing. So I've been playing a lot with, with time-lapse photography, especially with the GoPro because it's so easy to mm-hmm. set up with that. Um, I've also, you know, I'm still working on my skills in astrophotography. So I've been taking, I, I have many, many, many photos of the moon, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, just working on, on, you know, developing the software skills because mm-hmm. there's so much, so many different kinds of Scott software out there. Some of which that's controlling not. The, the controlling the camera and your yeah. and your and your um and the stuff that you're doing with the telescope and stuff like that. That's not an easy skill to learn. But once you got to get it, and you were getting some good pictures. Yeah. Well, you know what's hard is is um you can't always see what you're shooting. So it's. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I cannot see the colors of the Orion Nebula. <laughs> I can only see twinkling stars, and so I'm. I've got to keep taking photographs mm-hmm. till I can can tweak it enough to be able to get a, a decent, Im, you know, decent images, and then layer them together to get a, a, a really good picture right. of, the, of the Orion Nebula. And so it's tricky when you're trying to take photographs of stuff you can't actually see, and you're using your computer to shoot it. So. Um, the camera that I have is a is a Canon, but it the I bought it from somebody used because he had turned it into an astrophotography camera. Oh, he nice. had taken off the um, <clears throat> the what is it infrared filters, mm-hmm. and so you can only shoot it with it hooked up to your laptop. So the camera is projecting what the camera can see, but it can't see what I'm shooting. Right. So um, it is a complicated process, <laughs> and. But it is so much fun when you get an image. You're just—it's so exciting to see that photo, and 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 it's it's a really good picture. Which so. is cool now because now anybody that comes in um, to the CT Lee who has questions on time lapsing and stuff like that, I mean, we can pretty much help them out with that. And so for me, um, it, coming out to uh, of well, going into summer, I went to Lake Tahoe. 
So for me, Lake Tahoe, I just, it was obviously a drone. So I brought my drone there and I did a lot of photography there as well. However, there's a lot of restricted areas there. I don't want to get into that, but it was not too fun to go to these really beautiful places and then have so many drone restrictions. So I did kind of like what you did. I played around with a lot of photography this year, especially this summer, learning my cameras, learning my GoPros. And then the, the, the drone photography, I, I got some good video and stuff like that, but I, for me, it's the same thing. I, I was shooting video there or, or and looking at this drone footage on my controller, but I could barely see it because of the way the sun is hitting the screen on the controller. And here I am getting disappointed thinking it's bad images. But then when I looked at it on the computer back at the hotel room, I'm like, this is sweet. Yeah. This is some really good stuff. So playing with that, learning how to edit. I also started playing with a, um, a new app on an iPad. I highly recommend it. It's called um, LumaFusion. Luma Fusion. And it's a video editing app. It's kind of like a uh, for social media. You can edit video vertical for social media or horizontal, and, and it's a very powerful editing app. And it was only like twenty nine dollars. Oh, nice! So I really dug into that this summer, and that's primarily what what I did. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, it it it's, it rejuvenates you to mm-hmm. get the to you know to get those creative sparks right. going. Right. right. And I, it, because it also helps it it helps me as a teacher to to introduce mm-hmm. new things into my class. But it also helps me help other instructors come up with creative right. ideas for, for their classes. Yeah, which leads me in. going into this segment of, of our second part of this is um, some examples of what we did with some faculty who came in. But I think the reason why I want to talk a little bit about the summer because it seems like you were you did some things and I was working on some things that kind of helped with this. So it's kind of the whole point of having that conversation. But I know one that we had um, first here would be <laughs> the, the yoga instructor. Where she came in and she was having multiple problems with uh, WebEx, right? Yeah. It was WebEx through Canvas. Yeah. And there were so many little settings there and testing things and stuff like that that really um, that really brought you and I out together into the into the lobby where she would come out and work with us. But she was really our first – I wouldn't want to say our first customer, but she was our first drop zone yeah. type person. Yeah. But that was interesting. And, and you mentioned Lynn Clark coming in with mm-hmm. her iPad. Um, we also had TCT come in because you and I sat down with Jennifer Henderson and we sketched out a plan for the video mm-hmm. for TCT and some ideas for the the info card that they wanted to create because so many people don't know what uh, yeah. what that committee right. does and, and how it functions. Yeah, because so, I remember when – was it Jen and Corey or was it just Jen, Jennifer Henderson when she came in and we had the whiteboard full of ideas yeah. and we sat there for like an hour planning this video out and then we, we went and shot the video. I mean it, it was a really good process and all that was her just dropping in. Yes. So, and but that's, it, that's awesome. Right, right. I and I, I know that another example I want to talk about here is you kind of helped out with um, – Oh, is it Lynn? The the she's in security. Oh, Lynn she, Howe. Yeah, Lynn Howe, Yeah, she was doing the course for herself, and she came in, popped in because she was walking her rounds. Right. Started talking to you and I. I set her up with the dev course. I helped her out with the package. You gave her your course, right? Yeah, I gave so, her my. I gave her access to my English one hundred and one class because she looked at the. She got the content. I think it was from. I think it was from Glendale, mm-hmm. and um, and so she was like this. The way this course is set up kind of freaks me out. It's just too much stuff like coming at her. And so she wanted a, a simpler homepage right. that was less um, – uh, yeah, I don't know. Le- there's just too much stuff on it. Yeah, I think she, she wanted – I think what she just needed is a good start going from a really good template from an instructor with some good experience. And yeah. you've got a great pedago- uh, pedagogical background that you put into your courses. I mean, Many folks have used your courses yeah. on this <laughs> campus. It's all over the place. But for her to take that in and just 
again, she was just on a walk. Yeah. And then next, you know, she came in and, and dropped in again on, with me and worked with me on something. And then she dropped in and worked with you on something. So yeah. that we, definitely was a plus. I, I love that 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 kind of back and forth because right. you're, you're helping mm-hmm. with that side of it. I'm helping with the pedagogy and the design of the content. You're working on the package and yeah, the look. Yeah, it worked out good. Another thing too is um, – is when I think it's funny when every time we mention drop zone, we always think of the guitar. This like this, this really strong guitar, you know, like, drop zone, drop zone. So this, we we started playing with that. So that every time we mentioned the drop zone, even in our casual conversation, one of us breaks into this like Wayne's World drop zone. Drop zone. <laughs> we just had to do that. So. <laughs> and and I will do it again by the time the podcast Yay. is over because it's just so much fun playing with those sound effects. Yes. But um, one of the goals here too with the drop zone was. I mean, we talked about being available for faculty and staff. We talked about um, them needing help or having an ideas with things. What are what are some other things that we we talked about um, or we should talk about? What about Canvas training? Yeah, so um, we are so we have a trainer now, um, Sonia Brisky, mm-hmm. and so she's starting to offer some Canvas training. Some uh, I think she did Canva mm-hmm. as well. So um, she's trying. We, We've been talking back and forth about we're going to offer some – like, okay, I try to spit this out here. So we did a session for adjuncts on the adjunct day of learning on AI, and we're going to do another one um, for another day of learning for them. And so we're kind of combining that for the full-time faculty um, in somewhere in the middle of October. And uh, so she's – but she's starting to offer – sessions on different things that right. she's interested in and she's teaching. getting a lot of people just popping by too yes i she mean is. um some of the folks from emt came over it, it was amazing just like seeing people just pop in and starting to talk to her now and her having a presence on this campus coming out of covid with everybody well linda left linda lawson left right during the beginning of covid yeah and then when we all came back a lot of people were like well where's linda yeah <laughs> we don't have i didn't even realize no. that we didn't have a trainer so uh so, yeah, and I mean the thing is Sonia started in July, right. but she was sick there for a while and then she, mm-hmm. she took some vacations. So she really has – she didn't really, really start until like August mm-hmm. and and it's amazing how much foot traffic she's already gotten right. in such a short amount of time. Right. Another things we offer too with her, having her here helped out with us, especially for you and I was um, – and I'm just going to go down this list here because we have this little – list of these services and one of them was Respondist, Turnitin and WebEx. Those are those are really painful to support. You and I have talked about the the obstacles with those, but having Sonia here and then people popping in with us to show us firsthand because one of the reasons is we can't log in as them. And those are three tools where you really have to you have the the instructor right in front of you logging into the, to a computer and then us helping them. It's not one of those ones where they can say my Turnitin is not working, can you help? And email me later. Right. You just can't do that. So the drop zone helped with that. Definitely because any kind of third party like my Spanish lab or, or mm-hmm. something like that, I mean they'll contact us. But it's like, well, we don't have any access to a third party app. <laughs> right. There's nothing right. we can do about that. But we can't even see what they see right. to even know if right. it's if it's related to how it connects to Canvas or not. Right. And I think that's when you and I created the drop zone. We did talk about having people do that coming in because it would be much easier to work with them. And the first one was the yoga instructor. Yeah. She kept coming in with those WebEx issues, but we just could not fix those without her there in person. Right. But she would come in before yoga class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she good. was so amazing. I know. It worked out good. What about um, uh, what about just solving instructional issues? 
Um, you know, somebody coming in and having a canvas issue. I mean, obviously you've taught for many, many years. Is that helpful? You think when they come in and they're, you're able to work with them one-on-one in your office or out there on the genius bar, what we call it, is that better for you? Do you think? It definitely is because, uh, they might have a, a problem with a quiz, let's say. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it's like we had a couple of new adjuncts who were um, working on some classes and so they were creating quizzes. And this summer, it looks like it it looks like Canvas changed it. But this summer, the first time they would create a quiz, it would create the first quiz with classic quiz. Mm. And then when they made the next quiz, it, it defaulted to new quiz. And so all of a sudden they went from the the first way that it created it to there's a build button. And they're like, well, what the heck is that? Like, right. And so I had I had a few people drop in that were like, I don't understand like what did I break something? You know? And it's like, no, it's it for whatever reason this summer it defaulted to new quizzes. Right. So That's a good example. Yeah. And so being able to show them how each type of quiz works so they can they can get comfortable with, with either one. I mean, I, I don't use quizzes a lot because I teach a composition mm-hmm. course. So I'm, I don't give a lot of exams and quizzes. Uh, so it's I don't use those features. I know that new quizzes comes with a lot of features, but there's also been a, a, a certain amount of issues that right. we can't explain right. or or understand why why they break it. But does. that helps though because they were in person. Yes, you, that would be really tough to troubleshoot back and forth through email or through Google Chat because I, I don't know if you experienced this, but I know going into summer, I had a lot of folks that had problems with things, and the first thing they asked me, "Can we Google Meet about it?" And that's a really hard thing to do when I'm admitting a Canvas system and I need to log in as you or see things that you do. It's really hard to do. So. Well, it, yeah. And, and even if we can see see what they see, we don't – until we see what they're doing with it, <laughs> right. sometimes we don't understand the logic right. that they're trying to apply to what they're trying to do. Or, or I kind of always come across and, and maybe you do too is you're watching them do something and you're like you're doing it so much harder than it can be. Try this. And then they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Whatever. Yeah. So for I, me oh, – oh, go ahead. Do you have anything else? No, to say? I was okay. – yeah, For, for me, I know one thing that the Drop Zone did for me and it does you know, get in specifics of, of audio and video of discussing uh, things on that with collaboration and um, talking about softwares like iMovie and ChatGBT. But mostly iMovie, Audition, Final Cut Pro and stuff like that is like when Lynn Clark dropped by, I was able to show her you know, how to use the screen capturing on her iPad for free. Because she bought this gorgeous iPad, yeah. is recording these amazing videos that she does and does voiceovers with them. And I'm like, you can do that all with the free software on the iPad. So I was able to show her because she came in with it and we, we worked on it and we scheduled a couple different sessions. But she still dropped in. But the good thing about the drop zone that from my experience is if I'm mentioning a software like Final Cut Pro, Adobe Audition or something you can do some like you know editing with, I really like to do a quick little demo. And that is by far the best part of the, of, of the drop zone. Drop zone. <laughs> I told you I would do it. <laughs> All right. Because Lynn doesn't know when I'm going to do it. I just do it. <laughs> um, but no, that's the best part of the drop zone for me is having, <laughs> is having them for a second and showing a quick demo. Yeah. Or, or say, hey, there's this software or this free thing or, or whatever. So that works for me as well. What about future talk? Do you ever have, do you ever have a faculty come in or anybody interested in, in like future talk? We call that like – open dialogue discussion, maybe about ChatGPT, because that's a huge thing. And you, you've dabbled in that. I have. So, so what about that? Um, so, yeah. So Sonia actually and I did a session for adjuncts 
on how to use chat GPT to create like a rubric. I mean, it's mm. a really quick way to create a rubric and you can just like rattle it off. And so, you know, create a, you know, a, a rubric for a four page argumentative mm-hmm. essay that has in-text citation and at least five sources. And I mean, you can add as much as you want to that and it will, it will pound That's out and immediately a rubric and you're not sitting there trying to generate that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now you can edit it the way you want, but you're not starting from scratch. Uh, the other thing that I've used ChatGPT for is when I'm stuck for like maybe I want to do something different with my students. And so I'll, I'll ask ChatGPT, create, a, <laughs> create, a, create a, an interactive exercise that teaches students how Perfect. to write an argumentative thesis statement about X and it will it'll that's crazy yeah and then you can add oh and incorporate I wanted I want them to write about say conspiracy theories and so then it'll it'll generate and it'll mm-hmm. tell you like spend ten minutes on doing this with them spend twenty minutes doing this with them I mean it's that specific that's crazy so that's how crazy Jat GPT mm-hmm. is. And and so it's it's really if you're stuck, it, it's a great place to mm-hmm. go to just kind of get some ideas. And I'm not the one who first thought of that. Lynn Clark and Sean Petty were the ones that told me about it. And so then I started playing with it with this summer. Mm-hmm. So when we did the adjunct, adjunct day of learning, we we demoed that for right. for the adjuncts because it's like you know when you're especially if you're first starting out, you're looking for ideas. And it's generative AI. It's, it will, you know, it will, you mm-hmm. can, and you can just keep playing with this. You That's, get the answer you want. Are you talking about the session during learning week? Yes. Yeah, that learning week session was interesting because I, I really got a, a sense from the faculty and a few staff that were in that room on how scared they were of yes. ChatGPT. It was really interesting. A lot of them were English faculty like, oh, no, they're going to cheat. And it's like, you know, you lean over to them and you're like, you probably just need to work with ChatGPT and teach them how to use it and use it differently because it's here to stay. Yes. And that's a whole other topic of a, of a podcast anyways. But are also too, um, I have listed down here, I wanted to talk a little bit about, because we talk about the drop zone so much of people coming in to see us. Right. However, Lynn and I go out and see you. So we do things, um, uh, we have a video series called the Puma Playback and we we talked about it before we did a podcast on it. Um, but I want to put that link in our show notes because I want people to go back and revisit it. We do have new faculty who started um, – so people can benefit from a few of those. We just kind of got that going. And what do you think? Um, we have this drop zone thing that we do. And then we have also um, the, the Puma playback, which we highlight somebody. Um, do you think those are – do you think they're about the same as in helping with instruction or getting things out? Or do you think the Puma playback is more to showcase something? I see the Puma playback as a way to showcase okay. stuff. It, it's an opportunity for faculty – to showcase things that students do in their class, like Casey with her potato gun. <laughs> that was a good te- example. Tennis ball um, shooting a thing. Um, or with, uh, was it David Weaver when he took us around and showed us the makerspace, uh, John McCrudden right. explaining um, Pipeline AZ. So it's an opportunity for different people and to dem- to to show off their programs and their courses mm-hmm. and their students work uh so th- that's that's how i see the puma playback video okay um but you know one of the things we're trying to do now that i i was working on over the summer and tr- and, and we're still 
kind of trying to figure out the best way to move forward is that canvas scavenger hunt. Right. To make an interactive scavenger hunt that doesn't just, you know, we all do scavenger hunts where they run around and like find the library, Mm -hmm. find the, you know, and that's great. Those are the resources that students are going to want to know at some point in class, except we oftentimes it happens once (laughs) and it's before classes start during orientation and then nothing. Right. And so when they need it, they may not think of it. So, um, but what it doesn't hit on is the culture of our campus and what kind of programs we offer, what kind of certificates and degrees we offer. And so the the idea behind the, the, ca- the Canvas scavenger hunt is to be able to promote all of that. And so instead of just running around and finding out what time the library is open, you know, they can find out a whole lot more about the resources and the right. people that work there. But they can also find out about the um, entrepreneurism right, right. Um, and the Aspire, you know, the big pitch yep. that's coming up. Um, and so, you know, the, the variety of programs that we have here don't um, – I just don't feel like people realize what all mm-hmm. we can offer to students on campus. And when you're 18 and you're starting out, if you don't know what you want to do, mm-hmm. then a lot of times you're locked into nursing, firefighting, like the obvious ones. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if you want to explore your gifts and your talents and then you start to see, wow, they have a program mm-hmm. on this, then then it becomes a way for them to, to find out, oh, I didn't realize there were these kind of opportunities in the music program. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about playing music. There's a lot of other things you can do. And um, not that there's anything wrong with playing music, but you know what I mean? A lot. Some people be afraid of that because they may not make it professionally. But if they love music, there are a lot of things you can do. Right, right. So um, it's it's helping them see what kind of programs. And so that's right. that's a big one that I'm really interested in doing because I think it will help promote um, our campus better. And it, and it really, when you, we were talking last week, I believe, and you said you remembered how much you enjoyed, uh, going to campuses when you were in high school and, and getting oh, a tour. tour. Yeah. Like and a, if like we, a field trip. if we made the canvas scavenger hunt a part of a high school tour where they could find out all the stuff that we mm-hmm. have here, win prizes or yeah, things like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, how much more engaging would that yeah. be for them? That and would be then, a lot of fun. And then they they walk away going, not only do I know where I'm going, but I know what I'm studying when I get there. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a really powerful way to promote our campus and our programs and our faculty. Well said. Well said. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Drop zone! (laughs) There you go, Lynn. You got it. (laughs) Well, the thing too is for – because everything that you mentioned that you – I mean you just talked about for five minutes about the scavenger hunt stuff. Those are all kind of birth – of the drop zone because people would come in and talk to you about it. Yep. Mike Ho popped in a few times with you and talking to you, Paula Crossman. All these folks kind of were popping in here and there over the last couple of weeks with these little ideas coming to you and talking to you and Sonia about this all right there in the, in a center. We never had that before. We never had those drop-ins. Yeah, I love yeah, so. I love how much busier we're getting and how much mm-hmm. how much more interactive we are with faculty and staff right. on this campus. That yeah. it's, Building a community. Yeah, a lot of collaboration, and, and that's so powerful. It's exciting for me. 
um, because I've been with the CTL from the beginning of the birth of it, of just me being in the back, <laughs> the back of the <laughs> back of the library with uh, Jen Strickland and stuff. But from the birth of it, but then going over to Q Building for ten years and then coming back over here, um, Q Buildings did have its benefits. As, you know, it was beautiful over there, and we had uh, we had more space. I will say that. Yeah. However, being over here in in the E Building, um, you said something in the beginning of this podcast that still sticks with me is. The people coming by, waving in the window, and then just popping in for a quick second to, to say something, and then the next thing you know, you're engaged in a really good like instructional conversation about ChatGPT or something like that. Yep. So, okay, so we really dug into the drop zone. We we talked about what it is. Um, we're here at the CT Lee. We just hope everybody wants to um, when they're on campus, stop on by, say hi to us. Whether it's a technical. You know, instructional issue or just talking about technology. It's a canvas issue. You want to talk digital media, pedagogy. Lynn, you can throw in a couple words in here. I don't know. But anyways, just stop on by for any kinds of solutions. And, and you know, we just want to, we just want to really engage with you in, in all aspects of this stuff. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about collaboration and, and, and trying to create a, a more engaging product for our students that the, the courses we deliver, mm-hmm. we know we, we try to deliver the best content we can that's engaging and interactive and fun. And, and so we're here to help support that, whether it's um, helping you with content, helping you with technology, mm-hmm. helping you with media. You know, we're all here to, to, right. to help you right. make your which, course. Which fits into your slogan, by the way. All right. You ready? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Russian, <laughs> Roman, dragon, drop in. Drop into the drop zone. The drop zone. <laughs> <laughs> We're having way too much fun with that, but it's, <laughs> it's the last time we'll probably use that sound effect, but it's fun. But anyways, keep in mind, also the the hours that we're doing this uh, drop zone in CT Lee are flexible. Um, it's pretty much, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. when when one of us is there, yeah. whether or not at meetings or in somewhere else helping somebody. But um, And we're also looking to expand the drop zone virtually as well. Lynn and I did talk about assisting folks online during the closed CT Lee time. So... We don't really have much on that now, but we kind of do that now. Yeah, so, we do. Um, yeah, yeah, we do. So we'll, we'll just go from there and we'll um, – we'll, we'll, I think what we're going to do is we're going to continue to support the way we did during COVID yeah. because it didn't change. No. And, and, and frankly, it's pretty cool being able to help somebody. We did it last night. You know, yeah. We had some issues going on last night and we, we jumped right on. I, I happened to log on and <laughs> boom, boom, I sent, sent you a text and right. you had taken right. care of it. Right. So. Okay, so if you want more information about The Drop Zone or if you have questions regarding this episode, please contact me via email at sanfralino.parisvalley.edu as well as Lynn McClellan at lynn.mcclellan at parisvalley.edu. Those emails will be – those emails, I'll list those in the show notes as well. And, hey, thanks for listening. Anything else, Lynn, do you have nope, to say? thanks for listening. All right, Lynn says thanks too. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>